Welcome to Corazon Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Nabiha Saklayan. Nabiha Saklayan is a bio-inspired physicist and entrepreneur. She made significant scientific contributions to the field of pulse laser delivery to cells with several peer-reviewed papers published, patents pending, and grants awarded. Nabiha launched Salino with the vision of converging physics, biology, and machine learning to enable paradigm shifts in regenerative medicine with a multidisciplinary team. Salino is building the next generation of cell and tissue therapies with a proprietary platform technology. She was also recognized as a pioneer in MIT Tech Review's 35 Innovators Under 35 list for her inventions in laser-based delivery methods and is on the 2019 Forbes Under 30 list for healthcare. Nabiha, looking at your career, there's certainly a lot to talk about. You're an expiring leader, female role model that works in STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math, right? I can see a love for what you do, and this type of passion certainly interests our readership, and me especially. Could you share with us what inspires you? The first person that comes to mind for me, as you were asking that question, it's definitely my mom. She is my biggest source of inspiration, and her story is fascinating because she grew up in a small town in northern Bangladesh, which is a country next to India, population about 160 million, so a lot of people in a very small area. But yeah, when she was growing up, it wasn't normal for women to go past middle school, go to high school, let alone college, and my mom was motivated, she was committed, she fought everybody to get to college. So she became the first woman in her family to do that. And that story really always shows me how fearlessness, determination, and commitment, and hard work can get you to where you want to go. And I always resonated that with that in my mom's story. She later has gone on to become a very successful international school teacher for about 30 years now. And as I was growing up, she always encouraged me to pursue all of my passions. I always had a soft spot for the sciences, was very passionate about astronomy and physics since the age of seven or so, and she always encouraged that. Uh, which is amazing. And I wouldn't have been a scientist without her support. But she also really encouraged me to think about other activities, hobbies I might be interested in. So I pursued music, I pursued theater, pursued debate, and all of those things, all of those skill sets that I developed over during my childhood, I think really helped me be a great scientist and an entrepreneur and a leader today, which I find really interesting. So I really owe it to her to always give me the support I needed to pursue these different passions and pursue my dreams, essentially. So what I see today, the other thing that I find really inspiring is I think there's tremendous potential to build the next generation of scientists and make them open up to the possibility of seeing themselves in science, pursue science. I don't think everybody has to be a scientist. I don't think that's necessary, but it would be amazing to have more science-minded people in the world. And I'm really looking forward to how we can make that difference happen. So yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast today. Excited to chat more. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I, I love hearing uh, everybody's unique story, especially yours. Nabiha, you really, in a sense, dabbled in a, a lot of different things to kind of figure out where your passion was. And that's certainly exciting, but also admirable. So thank you for that. So Nabiha, let's dive into your company a bit, Salino. What specifically can you share where you are contributing in the regenerative medicine space? Salino is building the world's first, what we like to call cell and tissue foundry where we produce really high quality human cells and tissues for regenerative medicine applications. 
let's take an example. Let's say we're, we have a patient who has Parkinson's disease. You could actually cure their disease by giving them a new dose of dopaminergic neurons, so a new dose of cells. And today, it's really hard to make those cells. There are a lot of challenges of how they're made. It's a very manual process, labor-intensive, not very efficient. So what we do at Selino is we merge three completely different types of technologies to make that process more efficient. So we merge laser physics, we merge stem cell biology with machine learning to automate this tissue manufacturing process. So it's a very unique approach and really has the potential to dramatically increase existing tissue manufacturing processes. That's exciting. I'd, I'd like to learn more. And like I said, I'm always doing podcasts. I do quite a, quite a few a week. And I may have you just back on the show to dive in a little bit more at some point. But thanks for sharing that. That's, that's exciting. I'd love to be kind of part of that. Nabiha, any specific technology? As you know, this podcast is focused around technology and STEM, of course. Any specific technology that you leverage to assist in your uh, science platforms you do the research in? We are huge fans of machine learning right now. I think it's just amazing how powerful it is to be able to use machine learning for tasks that were normally very tedious or low throughput, not reproducible. So for us, the way we leverage machine learning is we actually use image-based machine learning to take images of the cells and tissues that we're producing and we train machine learning algorithms and neural nets to detect which cells are good quality and which ones are not so good quality. And then we use laser processing to manipulate and enrich those populations. What's really amazing, you know, I've been working on my company for the past three years and just seeing how the industry does it today, where it's a lot of manual processing, technicians and scientists looking at cells by eye, trying to decide which one's a good cell, which one's not, and then actually physically by hand picking and placing cells to assemble doses for clinical use. It's very tedious and it's not really scalable. So I've been very fortunate to be able to use machine learning advances in our company and we're seeing the process improve dramatically. It's super promising to see that. And it's also great to be in a specific branch of machine learning, which is the image-based machine learning space, where there's been a ton of progress that has already been made. So it's a great opportunity to merge that with our laser processing and stem cell biology. That's exciting. It really is. I just finished up a class actually at MIT around machine learning, artificial intelligence, you know, RPA and NLP. It's absolutely amazing how far we've come. And I'm glad you're able to leverage that. Obviously, you're doing things for the greater good of mankind and having machines assist you with your outcomes or your output is, is just amazing. So thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. Maybe I've read about this is what probably gets you excited as well as me. I've read about your I Am a Scientist initiative to connect students with scientists. Tell us why you co-founded this great program. It's been an incredible experience founding this program. So it all started in 2016. I took the chance to write a blog post, and the title of the post was, I Don't Look Like a Physicist. And what I'm talking about in the post is sort of my everyday existence of being a physicist. I've been working as a physicist and training for over a decade and running into a lot of people who don't seem to believe I'm a physicist because I don't look like one. You know, I'm a young woman of color, classically in pop media. So physicists are portrayed as, you know, older white men with quirky habits. They're not very social. They're not outgoing. I don't really fit any of those bills. So I kind of wrote that blog post 
to share some of my experiences. And it was very well received because what I talked about was it's a great opportunity for me to be able to change somebody else's perspective on what it means to be a physicist, what it means to look like a physicist. So I take that opportunity. I like to engage with people. And the blog post was well received. A lot of people talked about it. It was uh, well received by a lot of people on social media. And soon after that, I was having uh, lunch with one of my dear friends and a brilliant nonprofit leader, Stephanie Feinstassi. And we really started talking about, you know, how do we change this perception of what it means to be a scientist? You know, we want to encourage the next generation to embrace science, to give it a chance, to engage with it, see if they might be interested in it. And it's it's quite a barrier to not have role models to look up to and see that there's great diversity in scientists. Everybody has a unique story, unique passions. So we thought carefully about how do we address that? And we decided in that moment that it would be amazing to share the stories of real-world scientists, talk about their hobbies, their passions, their fears, their the challenges they faced in their lives. And the entire focus really was how do we humanize them so that it leads to, in the long term, increased representation of diversity in you know, real-world, multidimensional scientists. And the other piece we were thinking about, you know, where do we focus our efforts? So we decided to focus on junior high and high school students. It's around the time when a lot of children, young adults, are developing their own identities. They're trying to understand what they might want to do with their career. So it's very powerful to give them access to the stories of very incredible scientists so that they might be able to see themselves in science. So uh, that's how I'm a Scientist was born. The initiative is a an education initiative, and we've created full digital online toolkits for teachers, parents, guardians, and different communities to engage with the science and stories of 22 scientists. And these scientists are phenomenal because they study a wide range of topics like climate science, archaeology, network systems, data science. We have doctors as well in there. And the entire goal is to have their stories out in the world so that people can engage with them. And in addition to the online content that we've put up, and it's completely live and free to use today, we are also preparing a poster launch for when classrooms are going to reopen so that 22 beautifully designed poster kits are going to be delivered into classrooms so that teachers can run a scientist of the month poster program where every month they can display a new, new scientist in the classroom. And we just want to create more visual representation so that kids who are going to the classroom every day see a scientist on the wall that looks different than the scientist they might see on the Big Bang Theory or on TV anywhere else. And it's been amazing to put all of that together to see the amazing work that's gone on. This initiative is led by the Plenary, which is an incredible nonprofit, and the work that's gone on to communicate with educators, with leaders in the space, and making sure that the program is designed to be easily accessible and easily used by educators so that not only do they have posters they can display on the wall, they also have access to amazing classroom resources should they want to dive deeper into the science of these scientists. And I find so much joy and energy from being a small part of this incredible initiative because that's what this is all about. I think there are so many incredible, smart, talented young people in this world who would be incredible scientists should they choose to take that path. And I see that in my story as well. So it's amazing to give them access to 22 incredible stories. So hopefully they see some inspiration and say, oh, I'm really interested in 3D printing or robotics or machine learning. And they dig a little bit deeper and foster their curiosity. 
Thank you for sharing that. That's exciting. I'm glad that you have found another passion in your life and you're sharing and getting the word out and helping younger people of all different walks of life jump into uh, STEM. So that's just simply amazing. And I appreciate you sharing that. So Nabiha, we are going to wrap up here. I have a question. Can you just share something from this I Am a Scientist initiative that would be helpful to get the word out to those looking either to grow their career or break into STEM or scientific research? I found the scientist stories to be absolutely incredible. We have 22 scientists from every walk of life represented. And I really found interesting that um, we had very highly accomplished scientists talking about, of course, their passions, their accomplishments, but also their fears. And one example is a story from Dr. Pardisa Betty, who's a computational biologist. She's a medical geneticist at Harvard. And her story is all about her incredible work around Ebola that she did. And she was was one of the leaders in that space and fighting Ebola. And she was also, she went on to being named Time Person of the Year in 2014. She also happens to be a rock star musician. So just seeing all the different layers to her story is super inspiring to me as well. And then one piece of the story that really was super powerful that she was, she shared through this initiative is, you know, she had a near death experience through a car accident. And she talks about, you know, how there was, the doctors had said there was an 8% chance of survival. And she she fought through that. You know, she had several broken bones. And to me, that really highlights that it's okay to talk about all the different parts of your life. It's okay to talk about those really difficult moments and talk about failures, talk about when you were, you felt uncertain, you didn't feel confident. And I find that a really compelling narrative within I'm a Scientist, because not only are we celebrating the great successes of these scientists, we're also sharing their true human selves and their stories so that we can all begin to appreciate that not everything is perfect and you don't have to be a natural born genius to be a scientist. You can work really hard and you can get there. And there will be a lot of challenges along the way that you're going to have to fight. So the initiative is specifically, of course, designed for students, junior high and high school students. But I think I personally learned so much from engaging with these stories of these incredible scientists. So I encourage all everybody to take a look and, you know, please share with the next generation, share with your communities. The theme we were really trying to draw on here that it's very important to talk about the challenges and struggles also with becoming a scientist and being in STEM. There's a lot of hard work, but you're going to be fine. I think if you put your heart to it, you build a community around yourself that can support you, build friends who understand what you're going through. I think we can make a huge difference. And I find that very uplifting because it's really a chance to open up people's minds to science and build a better, stronger future where we can continue to innovate and lead the world in scientific endeavors. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. You know, my goal here, Nabi, has really to kind of get you some exposure around what you're doing. I think this is just simply amazing. And obviously, we're going to get you some exposure. Finding your passion and sharing that with the world to better the world is just simply outstanding. And I love what you're doing. Nabiha, I just want to personally thank you. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you so much, Brian. I had an amazing time. Bye for now.